This program is a part of the Full Press Radio Network. Find this and all of Full Press Coverage's shows on fullpressradio.com or free on the Full Press Coverage app, available now on the Apple and Google Play stores. This is Eddie DeBartolo, and you're listening to The Eye Test for Two with Clark Judge and Ira Kaufman. Podcast, and I say special because it's our first live broadcast, live here on Sunday morning. Um, and I say special also because it's devoted almost entirely to the Hall of Fame's class of 2021, which was announced Saturday night. I'm Clark Judge. I'm Ira Kaufman. And we are both Hall of Fame voters, and we're joined as we are always by our Hall of Fame producer, Ian Clendon. And neither Ira nor I, as Ian, either. <laughs> is standing in the Hall of Fame, but we've got eight individuals from the class of 2021 who now are, and we're gonna talk about them in the next 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes. Ira, um, one of those guys is John Lynch, and I wanna to get to him um, before long, but I wanna talk right now about just the class in general. We've got uh, five modern era uh, inductees. We've got Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, Alan Fanica, and John Lynch, whom you presented, as well as uh, senior candidate, Drew Pearson, contributor candidate, Bill Nunn Jr., who was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the coaching candidate, Tom Flores, of the Oakland slash LA slash Las Vegas Raiders. So Ira, first impressions, uh, when you heard the five modern era candidates, what'd you think? What do you think of the class in general? I love the fact, Clark, that Lynch and Fanica were acknowledged in terms of the queue. Uh, now, look, they're great candidates, uh, and I share your beliefs about Fanica. He, he's, he's basically an unblemished candidate. Uh, to me, like a Will Shields, they happen to play the same position, Clark. And you and I both say, why in the world did Will Shields have to wait three years to get in? He was the best candidate on the board, and I think he was for those first two years. And Fanica, there's nothing you can say about him. I mean, the guy was fabulous, um, a great polling guard uh, for a running football team, uh, a franchise that's always been known for its run game, and he was the linchpin. Um, so, you know, he waited five or six years, Clark, and, of course, John Lynch's eight-year wait it yeah. is over. Yeah. And I think the guy maybe that tilted the board a little was Calvin Johnson. He did. Because you and I don't have, uh, we didn't have any doubts about Manning and Woodson. We didn't. But Calvin Johnson, you know, first year, Marvin Harrison, 
didn't make it. Took him three times. You could argue Marvin Harrison was better than Calvin Johnson in terms of body of work. You could make a compelling argument. But, you know, a couple of guys talked up Calvin Johnson as that rare breed, that rare breed. And I think that won over. And the board's getting younger, Clark. We've acknowledged yeah, that. And we're getting so, older. Yeah, so, Clark, you know, in effect, in effect, 12 guys were fighting for two spots. That's correct. And that, that makes it very tough. Yeah, and what makes it even tougher, Ira, is in the last four years, each of the three of those four classes, each of three of those four, we've had three first ballot Hall of Famers, which means of those 15 guys in those three years, we actually have six people fighting for those two spots, you know, each year. And, and it, just, it just seems sort of unfair because you go, yeah, so there's um, three this year, first ballot, and so you had, what, two people fighting for 12. You had three in 2019, so you had two people fighting for 12. Yep, you had three yep. in 2018, so you had two feet people fighting for 12. I think you get the idea. Um, okay. And it just seems to me to be sort of grossly unfair to the persons who are waiting. You mentioned Alan Fanica, six years. He waited six years, eight times All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, first team All-Decade, Super Bowl champion, 75th anniversary team of the Steelers. What's missing? And the answer yeah. is nothing. And as you mentioned, it's because he plays guard. And that's what happened to Will Shields. But I want to get to, you mentioned the linchpin. I thought that was uh, appropriate because <laughs> you presented John Lynch. And I don't think our listeners know how difficult it is to do this eight consecutive years. Because really, after two or three years, you kind of run out of material. And you've got to give people something new. You had to do it eight times. And here in the eighth time... You got him in. And Ira, congratulations. That's a heck of a job. Thanks, buddy. You know, uh, what a relief for John Lynch. But personally speaking, Clark, what a relief for me. Mm -hmm. What a relief. Because those phone calls between Lynch and me, um, you know, that night uh, after the meeting, uh, after he talked to David Baker and he got the call instead of the knock, Clark, those were difficult phone calls. And you know, John Lynch's wife, Linda, you know, she was concerned. Hey, you know, do we have the right guy making the presentation? But, you know, after three, four, five years, that's a natural assumption, Clark. But Lynch never wavered. And he said he kept hearing from other people in the room, maybe you, uh, as part of that, that, no, you got you got the right presenter. You got the right presenter. He's going to get this thing done. But, Clark, um, a few of us talked to John Lynch yesterday, and one of the things he mentioned was, he doesn't have the statistics. He said it himself. He doesn't have them. And just like a guard doesn't have them, well, a guy that plays that hybrid safety position, he doesn't have them. And, you know, Atwater didn't have great statistics, but he was an all-decade player. So that really helped Atwater's case. But plus he but, had that Monday night football game with a Christian yes. play hit, and that resonated with voters. It resonated with the audience out there, too. They remembered that about Steve Yes, Atwater. and... And, uh, and, and two Super Bowls uh, instead correct. of Lynch's one, you know, so, you know, and, and maybe that helped Drew Pearson, Clark, to have those signature plays. That helped Drew Pearson. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And, and just to add to what you said about John Lynch, we did have the right guy making the presentation. There's no question. Ari did a great job every year. And you're the guy that was presenting Warren Sapp. You got him in at first ballot. And honestly, I went in that room going, there's no way Warren Sapp is getting in first ballot. 
and your presentation was magnificent. In fact, it's still one that others remember for <laughs> numbers of reasons we won't mention here. But it was it was outstanding. It was tremendous. Um, but you know, Clark, uh, Clark, uh, you, you said uh, he wasn't going to be a first ballot. Well, in, in Sap's mind, he he was a slam dunk, Clark. I tried to tell him that wasn't the case. Right. He said, Clark, his line to me was. I gave you a Rolls Royce resume. Don't <laughs> screw it up. <laughs> and you didn't. Um, but now that we talked about those two, the other three modern era guys are are all first ballot. And and you mentioned Manning. Yeah, nothing more to say about Manning. Really, nothing more to say about him. Um, Charles Woodson. I really don't think there's much to say about him either. I mean, we knew he was going in, but the X factor to me was Calvin Johnson. Um, I I didn't know what the rush was. I still don't know what the rush is. He should be in, he's gonna be a hall of famer, but what difference does it make if it's first year, second, third, he's going in. And I would have liked to have seen him wait till maybe next year, maybe the year after, I don't know, so we can get some of these other guys in the queue. Tony Bazzelli was in his 15th yeah. year. Yeah. Roy Butler in his 15th year. They're starting to run out of time, but Clay Matthews was in his last year of eligibility, 20th and last year, and he's gone. And he goes into the senior pool. But with Calvin Johnson, I know people are saying, well, you know, what he did and a once in a uh, generation player and that sort of thing. I understand that. But in terms of career numbers, and he doesn't rank very high, you know, in receptions, touchdowns, he just really doesn't rank very high. And I thought um, there's no there's no harm in making him wait a year for these other guys who are waiting at the door and have been waiting to at least get them in. And then we'll get to him because I always say, what do they call the guy who graduates last in his class in med school? They call him doctor. doctor. That's a right. Doctor. You don't ask you you were first, last, whatever. They call him doctor. And it's the same thing here, Hall of Famer. So um, congratulations to Calvin Johnson. He's certainly Hall of Fame worthy. But it does come at the expense of other people who are waiting. And Clay Matthews, who was a top 10 finisher, was one of those guys. He's now in the senior pool. And you're on that senior committee, Ara. You know how difficult it is to get out of there. It's so easy to get lost, Clark. So easy to get lost. Now, Clark. Speaking of Calvin Johnson and the wide receiver position, and we know the numbers are skewed uh, in, in the last 15 years with, with the rule changes. Clark, I got another guy. He's still playing, but he's going to retire in a year or two. I think he's going in first ballot. He's a receiver. I think his body works better than Calvin Johnson's. I don't think you'd mind necessarily. That guy is Larry Fitzgerald. Absolutely. Absolutely. Larry Fitzgerald, I have no problem first ballot. I have no, I have no problem either. And, and I agree with you hundred percent on him. And, and since we were talking about Calvin Johnson, um, just to sort of segue back there, the last first ballot hall of famer was Randy Moss. You know, I, I think most people say Randy Moss. I mean, there's some who say, well, wait a second. He took a lot of plays off, maybe second. No, he got in the first year. Then before him, who was the previous first ballot hall of, hall of fame wide receiver? It was Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. And then before that, Steve Largent back in the mid nineties. So you look at that and you say, well, was Calvin Johnson in that group? And, and, and why not wait a year or two? Uh, it's, it's, it's old news now he's in and I, and I'm glad for him, but I'm sad for guys like, uh, like I said, Clay Matthews, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Leroy Butler now is the only, only first team all decade player aside from special teams, but the only first team all day decade player from the seventies, eighties and nineties not in Canton. So what's wrong that, with him? And the answer is nothing. You know, if I'm presenting Leroy Butler, uh, Clark next year, which I'm not, but if I was that, that would be my first sense. Yeah. That would be my first sense. Yeah. Uh, because that thing that's, that should hold sway. 
Um, and Clark, you were there when I said, you know, no defensive player who's ever been in, in, in the room eight years in a row has ever been denied a gold jacket. Zero. Yeah. I mean, yeah. over 50 years. So, you know, you got to put that kind of stuff in perspective. Clark, I'm thinking this way. and I think you share it. I would be stunned if Tony Baselli is not enshrined in next year's class. I, I agree I with would you. Be stunned. And, and, and I think Leroy Butler, too. And honestly, yes. I think Richard Seymour. They were all top 10 finishers. But the thing with Baselli is he's been a top 10 finisher the last five years. And I looked it up. No one else can make that claim. I know that Bob Kuchenberg was a top six or five finisher five times, but wow. not consecutively, not consecutively. And what happened to Bob Kuchenberg, Ira? You know. Um, it, it passed, and, and then he passed. And he, and he, and he, never, he never made it to Canton. I, I hope that doesn't happen with Tony Baselli. I look at next year's class, Ira, and you have two. Yes. Um, they're guys like DeMarcus Ware, Robert Mathis, Anquan Bolden, Andre Johnson. I don't see a, a slam dunk first ballot Hall of Fame there. I don't. But that then again, I'm beginning to sort of lose connection with where that room is going because I didn't think Johnson would make it this year. I was wrong about that until the meeting. And then, as you said, you can kind of tell the way the conversation was going. But next year, to me, it's wide open. And if it's wide open, we've got to respect the queue. These guys have been standing at the door. Let them through now. Vaselli's been standing here on the doorstep for five straight years, a top 10 guy. Get him in. Leroy Butler, you know, first team all decade. Get him in. Richard Seymour, the last two years, I think, has been uh, top 10. Same with uh, uh, um, Zach Thomas from Miami. Yeah. So yes. those guys need to be fast forwarded. And, and I hope that happens, Ira. You know what we call it, Clark, and, and I've heard you use the phrase too. It's a clean up year. It's it is. a clean up year. Yeah. And it should be. And it should be. Um, and I'm with you with Leroy Butler, Clark. I'm, I'm with you because he was, you know, I think Rondé Barber before Rondé Barber. Um, and, yeah, he was. And he, and, he, and he did it very well and, um, and played for some very good teams. And, you know, you hear guys like Ron Wolf, Clark, you know, who, who uh, was a big part of creating that Packers uh, uh, mini dynasty. And, and, and he can't say enough about Leroy Butler setting the tone for that franchise. Yeah, and, and Ira, another thing that sort of rankles me um, is that that Packers team that won a Super Bowl, then went to the second one and didn't win, Denver did, they've got two Hall of Famers, Brett Favre on offense, Reggie White on defense. That's it, two Hall of Famers. Let's move a little bit forward to the greatest show on turf, the St. Louis Rams that won one Super Bowl and went to another, just like the Packers. They have four on offense, one on defense, Aeneas Williams, and we're trying to get a fifth one on offense, Torrey Holton. And yet those Packers only had two Hall of Fame-worthy players. Leroy Butler, you know, had he was the first DB with, with 20 more sacks and 20 more interceptions. He was first team all decade. He played on a Super Bowl champion, and he invented the Lambo leap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Clark, one more thing about uh, this year's meeting. Uh, two things. One, I'm shocked that they were able to keep it under wraps. I'm shocked. Um, you know, uh, John Lynch, for example, Clark, John Lynch was told two weeks ago today, David Baker came to his place in San Diego and a, a, a town that, you know, very, very well, and Lynch still has a house there and he never gave, they never gave up their house. And, you know, Lynch is from the San Diego area yep. and 
Two weeks ago today, Baker knocked on his door. His wife knew for 48 hours she was told, don't tell your husband. Don't tell him. Just make sure he's home on Sunday. Well, he was. And you saw the film yesterday. Very emotional. It was emotional. emotional. Yeah. And Clark, within a half an hour, you know, because everything had been prearranged, Shanahan showed up. Jed York showed up at the Lynch house. But... Clark, the second point I want to make is a guy we haven't mentioned. We haven't mentioned, and you throw it out there, you know, casually, and I, and I think there's something to it, pass rushers. They do love pass rushers, and we always go to Jason Taylor. Jared Allen, Clark, I, I thought he'd get a little more run than he did. I was a little surprised. Yeah, he did make the first cut from 15 to 10. I was surprised, too, because of the Jason Taylor precedent. Jason Taylor had 139 and a half sacks. Jared Allen had 136. But I was surprised, not especially by that. I was surprised he got in the room in the first ballot. I, I didn't think he'd make it as a first ballot finalist. I think he, I, I certainly thought he'd be in at some point, And I certainly think he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame at some point. But the fact that he got in the room this year, and to me, at the expense of someone like a Bryant Young, who was the only one of the returning finalists who didn't make it, I, I didn't like that. I'm, I, and full disclosure, I'm biased. Uh, Bryant Young is a friend of the show. We've had him on here. And I covered him. And he was a great player. He was a great player. And I don't understand why he didn't come back. I hope he does, much like Steve Atwater. Steve Atwater was in in 2016. Remember, yep. made his first appearance. Then disappeared for two years. Yep. And then in 2019, he somehow comes back. I went, what happened? Yeah. And, and he becomes a top 10 finalist. And next year, he's in the Hall of Fame. It's quick. So maybe that happens with B.Y. But... Uh, Jared Allen, yeah, I thought would have more legs, but he didn't. Um, so you're just overall impressions, you happy with it? You, you, you're certainly not happy with the length of the meeting because maybe people don't know. It took eight hours and 47 minutes to decide this thing. Uh, I think, you know, adding, I think adding uh, Polian and, and Dungy yeah. um, was, um, was a positive. Right. Um, now, we lost two buddies of ours off that panel, and, um, you know, we're not thrilled with that. Yeah, Iron Miller uh, and Vito Stellino, they were good. They were historians and they were good. They were good for the Yes, race. they were. And they spoke their mind. And you need that in that yes, room. You good. absolutely need that. So I respect those guys. Hope they're doing well. Clark, as we speak, I'm looking out my window on Super Bowl Sunday. The sun has come out. That was supposed to the rain. winds have dying down. And I think it's, uh, it's going to make for one heck of a game. Clark, this is... This is a dream matchup for the National Football League. I don't think there's any question. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And before you go to it, I, I want to ask you one more thing, though. Um, we didn't mention Flores, Nunn, and Pearson. I'm glad they're all in. I thought Drew Pearson's response was gold. You know, clearly emotional. And what he said was, essentially, I'll do everything to respect the Hall of Fame. I thought that was great. And there is Roger Staubach in the room with him. But this time, Drew Pearson didn't need a Hall of uh, Hail Mary to get into the Hall of Fame. I, I agree with you. That was very classy of Pearson, who's been very, very disappointed in the past. Correct. Very, but he did, very. But, but he, he, did, he kept quiet. He never, he basically said, I'm, I'm disappointed, but it'll, it'll work out. And it worked out for Flores and Nunn, too, for the right reasons. Um, Bill Nunn helped make that Steelers great franchise in the uh, 70s, the Steel Curtain franchise, what it was. Um, and Tom Flores certainly um, broke down barriers as the first Hispanic coach, first Hispanic quarterback, but broke down barriers, winning two Super Bowls with the Raiders. And it's time that, that he got in as well. Now, Ira, 
You're looking out the window there. I'm looking out the window here in Connecticut. We're getting four to eight inches of snow, all right? Four to eight inches of snow. I wish I were down there with you. Uh, there's, a, there's a two o'clock flight, Clark, that'll get you in uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of the game time. Now, Clark, I got a quick story for you, and you're going to like this. Um, Thursday, uh, I went to uh, Roger Goodell's press conference, and it was held at Amelie Arena on the fifth floor. They got a beer garden up there. It was a beautiful setting. You overlooked the city. And, you know, all, all the luminaries were there. Um, Peter King, Sal Palantonio, Sam Farmer. They were Mark Maskey. All, all your buddies, Clark. Yeah, all your yeah, buddies I wasn't there. there. I wasn't there, though. I wasn't. You said and all you weren't there. <laughs> so, you know, the NFL asked me if I would come. They thought I might ask a question. Well, I had a question in mind, but it was asked before that. So, Clark, I'm leaning against the railing. It's about 10 minutes before it starts. And Roger was going to be at the at the stage with Steve Weish, who was going to be the host. Clark, I, I was just standing at the railing, um, sipping a bottle of water. And all of a sudden, you know, Goodell appeared through the curtains. And he was going to make his way to the stage. And he spotted me, you know, little old me with a mask on. And he makes a beeline for me, Clark. I thought he was going to promote uh, the eye test for two or something. <laughs> And we proceed to have a 10 minute conversation. I ask him, you know, how, how's my city doing? Uh, fantastic. The hospitality. We talked about COVID. I said, you did not want to use that 18th week. You did not want to use it for, by any hook or crook. You're not going to use that 18th week. He said, you're right. We did everything we could to keep the schedule intact. And they did Clark. And they did. Uh, he knew about John Lynch. So we talked a little bit about John Lynch and how he's a great representative for the Shield, blah, blah, blah. Clark, standing next to us during this conversation was Mr. Peter King. And he was doing a slow burn, Clark, because he wanted to get his questions in. Kind of like when Gary Myers, Clark, our, our guest on the show, was sitting next to Bill Belichick during the Centennial meeting for eight hours. And I wanted to ask Belichick about you know, John Lynch. And meanwhile, every time I, I, I look over, there's uh, there's Myers talking to Belichick. I, I can't get a word in. So, Clark, you know, I finished. Um, I shook hands, you know, elbows with the commissioner or whatever. And, Clark, the only thing I didn't do, which I kind of regret, because it would have been the greatest ending of all, was I should have turned to Peter King and, and said to Goodell, oh, Roger, um, I believe you know Peter King. and <laughs> But I didn't do it, Clark. But you know, that was uh, that shows a little respect over there for the sage, uh, my man. Well, that's, I, I was going to say, why are you surprised that he made a beeline for you? You are the sage of Tampa. You're the guy that everyone wants to check in with when they come there. For instance, when I take that flight today at two, I expect you to pick me up at the airport. You know, Clark, I, I could end up making the Hall of Fame speech for Roger Goodell, but I, I don't think I'll be on the panel at that point. Hey, I don't think it, I don't know who's going to be making that speech. <laughs> um, oh, and one other thing here I want to mention, because I'd like to bring in our producer, Ian Glendon, here. If you watched the NFL Honors Show last night, which most of us did, you heard the host, Steve Harvey, take some shots at Ian's New England Patriots, and they were direct hits. Ian, what'd you have to say about that? Um, I I kind of liked the the previous time that he was on there when uh, <laughs> he actually used this quote. If Tom Brady wasn't living, y'all could be in the Super Bowl. 
I prefer that one uh, a lot more than uh, his performance last night uh, because it, it, there's so much truth to it. And uh, if you remember that from a couple years ago, that immediately uh, panned over to Aaron Rodgers and then at the time Patrick Mahomes. But uh, as we know, they'll be facing off today. So, uh, uh, How about Ian having that soundbite ready just to pop here? <laughs> that's why he's a Hall of Fame producer. That is why, why he's a Hall of Fame producer. Uh, Ira, any final thoughts today? You got Super Bowl coming up. You're there. Um, when are you going over? Who do you like? Um, I got a press box seat, Clark. Haven't been to the stadium all year. Haven't been to a Buck game all year. But, Clark, when you get a chance to go to the press box for a Super Bowl, you go. That's and right. So, That's right. Yeah. So I'm going to leave uh, about 3 o'clock. I got a parking pass, which is even more important than a, than a press box pass. Oh. And uh, so, Clark, here, here's the last thing I'll say about this game. And I think it's uh, – it's sort of a wrinkle to look out for. Clark, I think, you know what's going to be at a premium? Punts. Punts. And here's what I mean. You got Brady and you got Mahomes. And each coach knows who's going to be on that other side of that sideline taking over. Clark, if it's fourth and two and I'm anywhere past my 30, I'm not punting the ball, especially in the fourth quarter. I'm not punting the football. I'm keeping it. Hey, Ira, sorry to uh, bring this to your attention. You're well past your 30s, okay? <laughs> you're past the 40 and you're past the 50. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I looked at all these you know, these factors, the fact that Kansas City is missing the two tackles. That'll be interesting. I don't know what the situation with the Tampa safeties is. What's right. going on with Winfield and why are they going to play? Uh, I, I believe that they're going to play. And, okay. and, and, and Clark, I, I think uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, uh, you know, express our sympathy for the Reed family they've gone through oh, yeah, sure. they've gone through an awful lot yeah. uh, with their children and uh i hope everything works out but it's, it's a very difficult spot for andy reed today yeah no i agree and i also agree with what you said earlier um that aside th this should be a great matchup for people to watch you know the old guard versus the new guard i think it'll but, be record i think it'll be record viewership clock it, record it, it really could be uh kind of like this podcast should be record listenership right <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it. Ira, as always, tell people where they can find you on Twitter. And I, Kaufman76, my friend. And Ian, where can they find you? At IGLEN31 and the new I'm glad you mentioned I test it. for two uh, on Twitter. Check it out. Just created. Say that again. I test for two. All letters, no numbers. Exactly how it sounds. Give us a follow. Get all this great stuff. Okay, and I'm Clark Judge. You can find me at, at Clark Judge. TOF. And if we don't hear from you there, as usual, you can hear from us here. We'll be on later this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't know when, but we're going to have some Hall of Fame guests. So please give us a listen. And thanks for listening to this Hall of Fame podcast. <laughs>